Thanks for listening to Scrum Under Siege. We are Scrum Masters and we dig it. I'm Doug. There's no Jack. No Jack? What? But don't worry because we're back with a very special episode in our interview series with Sabina Brandt, an organizational change agent focusing on business agility. She works with everything from micro businesses to Fortune 100 companies. Thanks for being here, Sabina. Thanks for having me, Doug. Excited about being here and uh, love what you guys have done with this podcast so far. Well, thank you. So the topic for today that we're going to focus on is why is it so hard for organizations to change? Agile is definitely the hot topic in today's industry, and I know you have a lot of insights. So with that being said, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I'm, I'm an organizational um, change consultant. I work with um, micro businesses as well as the very large um, Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 500 companies, basically helping them to bring agile practices and mindset, behavior, principles into their organizations. Today I have some really good questions to ask you. And so the first one that I like to start off with here, at least from a standpoint of, you know, this is around personalities. So what are you know personalities that you've seen have the most struggle with the organizational changes brought to them? And this is more at a leadership level. So if you could tell us more about like your experiences in this area, that'd be awesome. So as far as personality types, um, I don't know if I can pinpoint a specific personality personality type that would have a harder time or an easier time with change or agile transformation. I think different personality types approach change in a very different way. I think what's most important is having self-awareness and helping leaders gain self-awareness around how they uh, specifically approach change and what might be some pitfalls for them uh, individually. So for example, if someone is is a driver, uh, they may default to dictating change versus someone who naturally has a more collaborative personality. They may uh, overcompensate with building consensus, which can be equally detrimental. So it's really about gaining and understanding awareness of what our personality is and how we might approach change. What kind of personality types have you seen be really successful with adopting the changes? I would say naturally collaborative personalities sometimes have an easier time working with a a group and building consensus around a way of working. Um, People that are more driven sometimes um, focus too much on metrics and numbers and forget the human side of agile and focusing on the principles and values and calibrating around that. Um, those are just some examples. So along that note, and I guess this is maybe off more of the corporation characteristics, but what organizations large, like when you're comparing a large Fortune 500 to a small startup have the most success with at least getting agile built out and and actually being successful with it? 
I would say definitely on the startup side, the smaller organizations, they often face less bureaucracy around bringing agility into their business versus the very large organizations. Oftentimes what I see happening is subcultures develop where one part of the organization uh, has sort of a pocket of agility and the rest of the organization does not follow suit. Um, that's why it's much easier for smaller organizations to shift the entire company versus a large organization uh, will have to have a more structured um, initiative around that. And I guess your experience, do you think larger organizations still can do it though? Absolutely. I, I do believe that large organizations can shift. You know, they're, they're big ships and big ships take are slow to turn, but that does not mean that it's impossible. It just may take a longer time and the approach may have to be different, but absolutely large organizations um, can transform to a more agile model. So what do you think companies should do when they're actually morphing towards an agile model and you have all these, especially at a legacy company, this holds more true than a startup, you have all these different skill sets and talents and personalities that you want to now fit into an agile you know, model in terms of team sizes and skill sets and stuff like that. Is it a combination of what we've seen companies do, which is, A, I'm going to just lay off people and try to rehire who I think would be a good fit for my organization, or B, might they also look at it from a standpoint of, I'm going to train people, or maybe it's a combination of both. I'm going to train people and get rid of the people that I, don't, I no longer feel can do this job for us. I guess, what have what would you say would work for organizations? And I know it's all dependent, but if you could elaborate on that. Sure, I, I would say it's a combination of both. I think you have to take a close look at who do I have working for me today and what what is their aptitude and, and interest in working in an agile environment. And quite frankly, um, some people may choose not to work in that manner and in that type of environment. I think a lot of it is um, personal willingness to grow and each individual contributor has to examine their own willingness to operate in that type of environment. Um, I think certainly people should be trained and given an opportunity to explore what it's like to work in, in an Agile model. Um, but if they decide it's not for them, we also have to either offer a different path for them within the organization or help them transition to a better place, perhaps with a different employer. With, with that kind of being said, and I'll leave this kind of as another tangent off into something else, but you know, for those employees that are in that situation today, they're like, this is not for me, but I'm in a situation that I see the industry is moving this way. What should they look at? And, and for their career, like, what should they be honest about? I think you have to be really honest about, you know, what works for you as an individual. And, you know, empowerment comes through taking responsibility for your own situation. So you take a really honest look at who am I as an individual? What makes me happy? What type of environment do I want to be in? What works for me um, in terms of the type of people I want to be around, the type of processes I want to follow, uh, the type of work that makes me happy. Um, and sometimes, you know, those are hard decisions where 
you know, you can stay and resist or you can empower yourself by taking responsibility for what you consider your problem to be. And I think that's a tough one because most people are in that situation and it's it's analyzing what does the future look like and where does my career look like? Do I have 20 years left or not? And I think that can be hard to be honest with yourself. Like you should be in a situation that you can be successful in no matter what. And I think one of the things that leads us into why are all these organizations adopting Agile? I think part of the reason so many organizations are jumping on the the bandwagon of of Agile is because it's a popular thing to do, right? And the the benefits that are being promised if you go the Agile route are um, quite appealing, you know, faster time to market, uh, lower cost, higher employee engagement, and so forth. They're very appealing. So it's natural to say, I want some of that. It's a silver bullet effect. It's a silver bullet effect. And I see that a little bit too. So one thing that I see, at least across other companies that, at least that I pay attention to, they get Agile installed. And it is not great. They just kind of leave it. Like, is that kind of an issue going forward in the community you're just going to have a lot of companies that are set up but aren't really set up to go further with that agile framework and actually instill more of those values and and actually get the outcome they'd hope for like a lot of um and and this is kind of my tangent but you know like on the j curve anytime you make a change you'll have some decrease in productivity and then you'll get a boost up assuming that you do it right i kind of feel like that corporations in general aren't going that extra mile to at least push forward with that initiative to actually get the outcome they that at least were hoping for and to push those numbers that they were hoping would, would get the product out there and better sales and revenue and profit margin, yada, yada, yada. Do you kind of feel like that will be, over the course of the next five years, something that we'll be facing as a whole in the community that has just been kind of left as is? Mm-hmm. I think part of the challenge is that it, is, as I mentioned earlier, is making sure that we don't exempt, you know, leadership, culture, structure from the process of agile transformation. Craig Larman, um, who created Larman's Law, um, talks about, you know, large organizations are primarily optimized to preserve the status quo so when Agile is introduced to these large organizations, oftentimes it becomes another status quo where we adapt Agile and its methods to the existing status quo. So it never goes beyond that. So we introduce Agile, but we never change the structure of the organization. We never change how leadership happens in the organization. We never change any of our operational processes we just take the pieces we like that preserve the status quo. And unless we move beyond that, you know, agile transformation really can't be successful and you will not yield the benefits that the true agile organizations have. I guess looking over the course of the next five years, where, where do you see like if agile is being installed and being very popular across corporations, across the country, across, you know, internationally, where do you kind of see that momentum picking up? Where, where, what in Agile is kind of the next thing once it's there? Because at some point, there's going to be most companies that at least transformed. I guess, where do, you, where do you see that going? So what, I see, what I've seen in the industry is kind of, 
almost two camps. There's one camp that, um, as I said earlier, that wants Agile because it's the popular thing to do and they try to um, take Agile and adapt it to their existing culture and their existing internal processes. And then there's um, the other camp that is truly making an effort in organizational transformation and they are looking they are looking at things outside just the IT world they're truly looking at also adapting the human processes the operational process to agile ways of thinking and doing things so for example they're looking at agile funding they're looking at um, transforming how they uh, reward performance so they're working with human capital to come up with different job descriptions and and different ways of measuring success for individual contributors and teams so those are organizations that that really have an interest in Agile just outside of doing incremental software development. So those are kind of the two camps that I've seen out there. Um, my preference, of course, is for, <laughs> you can guess this, is organizations that truly see, uh, have a more holistic approach to how they look at agility. Um, but, you know, I, I work with them all, ho hopefully converting one to the other. <laughs> Well, in your opinion, what, what I guess is the most exciting space for you? You mentioned like agile funding and, and other business units, but like what, what's kind of most fascinating in your eyes? So I would say most fascinating in my eyes is, is helping, you know, middle management, executive management um, shift their thinking in terms of not just agile adoption, but um, bringing lean thinking into organizations and not just focusing on are we doing scrum are we doing kanban are we doing safe but laying a foundation of of lean for the organization looking at you know eliminating waste um, just in time planning um, introducing you know walking the gamba to to managers actually get with your team see what they're doing and listening to their input I find that in especially large organizations there there's a lack of that I've worked with some organizations where um, team members have told me I haven't seen my manager in two weeks and I'm not getting regular feedback on my performance and how I'm doing with my team or individually. I'm not getting praise. I'm not neither getting positive nor negative feedback. Um, so helping uh, leadership change those practices so that they themselves are more agile and that they also know how to operate in an agile environment, which a lot of managers struggle with because you know one of the agile principles is, is for teams to self-organize, and that is a significant shift for from traditional management, and many managers struggle with what is my job in that context. Do you feel like a lot of managers ask that for the reason of, do they feel like their job is threatened a little bit by Agile, just in general? Like now your teams are making these decisions, you're not being left for the accountability in general, I think that kind of terrifies some people. Do you feel like that's been the case? Uh, in some cases, yes. I think um, it points back to the bigger problem of are we transforming the entire enterprise and how people's success is being measured? Because what I find is, you know, teams are moving to a self-managing, self, -managing, self 
organizing approach but sometimes the managers are being left behind so the managers are still being evaluated by how they assess individual team members performance but they no longer have access to that level of detail so yes there can be some angst around I'm going to lose my job because managers are no longer needed but that's actually not the case it's it's more so that the role is shifting and that managers are moving from directing day-to-day work activities and controlling output from those activities. They're moving towards being people leaders and developers of people, as well as helping uh, focus and shape um, enterprise strategy and removing organizational impediments. And a lot of times when I work with clients, there's no one who's helping them make that shift. So they still understand their role as it used to be, but there's a disconnect now to the self-organizing teams. Do you feel like that's just something organizations have struggled with because there isn't a lot of training material for leaders in general? I mean, you get the, the leadership courses on here's what integrity and leadership and employee development mean to you. But they're kind of left with, like, I don't know how to empower them, essentially. Is that something that courses in general have kind of been a struggle for these managers up and coming? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's not a ton of material out there for leaders to help them understand how they fit into um, the agile paradigm, if you will. There are some some great writers that write about this topic. For, exa- for example, Stephen Denning uh, is one of them, and his book... Um, Radical management is great, and it talks specifically about how leadership management fits into the Agile paradigm. Uh, But in general, there is, um, I would say, a lack of uh, resources out there on that topic. And I think part of that points back to the fact that we look at Agile adoption, Agile transformation as something you do. We don't necessarily look at it as whoa, you know, I need to change as a person, I need to change as a leader, and how do I do that in an Agile context? No, and and I think you see a lot of that. I also think you see a lot of just leadership reporting that has been there historically that, that has had a hard time in general shifting towards Agile, at least principles, and kind of like where we need to get going. Um, what have you seen in this space? Have you seen that kind of resistance on reporting? You know, that everything else seems like, online you need you need to be a little bit more supportive you need to learn more and power your employees and go fight for them for making these organizational changes but it seems like reporting always kind of sticks around as that legacy last stand for some reason I don't know what is your experience on this reporting as in Uh, metrics and data and meetings and steering committees and things that people historically have felt comfortable with yeah I, I think that leaders or managers in particular managers that have a direct connection to you know scrum kanban teams they still feel the accountability around the work product Um, so in many cases that is being pushed right i need to see metrics i need to see what a team's velocity is i need to see how many hours uh, were spent the utilization thinking is still there and i think some of that is tied to again you know agile funding because we're not Uh, pursuing agile funding we're still funding initiatives and projects um, and people rather than teams and products that hasn't shifted 
No, thank you so much, Sabina. I know it's been great, at least giving me a background of all your knowledge and everything that you've had. It's very insightful. Um, for you listening, thanks for listening to us. Scrum Under Siege will have a new episode next week, somewhere based around data and in our metrics family. It'll probably be the last one. So find us on many different podcast platforms, and we'll talk to you next week. And I am covering for Jack, so you're welcome, Jack. Bye.